You're listening to the Defend the Fort podcast, a product of Eagle Radio and the Tiger Sports Network. The Defend the Fort podcast is brought to you by the Fort A. State University Alumni Association. Hey, Tiger fans. Wow. You've outdone yourself. The largest fundraising campaign in university history was a huge success. Not only did the Journey campaign reach their ambitious five-year goal of $100 million, they surpassed it by $12 million, and they couldn't have done it without all of you. So on behalf of Tiger Nation, thank you for your generosity and for changing the lives of deserving students at Fort Hayes State. Go Tigers! It's time for Tiger Talk on the Tiger Sports Network. Tiger Talk, live from the Golden Q in Hayes. The Golden Q, dining, billiards, and a whole lot more. Two blocks east of campus, the Golden Q. If the game is on, we're open. Tiger Talk is also brought to you by these premier Tiger sponsors. Golden Belt Bank of Hayes and Alice, banking one story at a time. The Hayes Med Orthopedic Institute. Expertise, technology, and compassion all right here. Adams Brown, strategic allies and CPAs. BTI, your John Deere dealer in Buckland, Great Bend, Greensburg, Hoxie, Nest City, and Pratt. BTI, our family in partnership with your family. The Taco Shop, dine-in, carry-out, or delivery. You've never had it so good. GNL Tire and Automotive, complete automotive service and repair, and tires for all driving needs. And a happy Monday to you. Welcome into Tiger Talk. This is Gerard Welbrock. I'll be joined by Fort A. State head football coach Chris Brown. Not sure what we're going to talk about today, but we'll find something to fill the time. Certainly good to have you with us here on Tiger Talk as we uh, review a thrilling homecoming victory for Fort A. State. A 21-point comeback over Nebraska Kearney, winning 42-35 to 31, uh, on Saturday night. Now the Tigers gear up for another big one. Uh, it's that grind in the MIAA. The Washburn Ichabods due up next. That'll be Saturday afternoon at Yeager Stadium in Topeka. We'll talk about that and more as we move along certainly glad to have you a part of it you can still chime in with a question you can uh, submit it on the ask the coach segment on uh, the four-day state athletics website fhsuathletics.com go to fan zone you'll see a drop down menu tiger talk ask the coach and if we use your question we'll put you in a drawing for a chance to win a gift card for a 25 dollars gift certificate for food here at the golden queue we appreciate all the questions we've had here the last couple of weeks we got a couple already in the hopper and we'll get to those a little bit later on in the program tigers get a win and uh, we're joined by the head coach congratulations i don't even know where to start i mean that was uh, such a wide range of emotions just a really frustrating first half and then kind of a seesaw third quarter and then you got a couple stops it clicked and uh for the fans who stuck around and there was a good chunk who stuck around after halftime but they were rewarded what a what a night on saturday it was it was awesome and just the atmosphere itself was tremendous i mean the number of fans that we had there and you know even the ones that stayed you know through it even though we were, were down 21 nothing you know they stuck it out through with us and and we ended up getting that w but uh, you know our kids played really well you know probably about a quarter and a half you know and you know we did some things in the in the second in the third quarter you know with some touchdowns but giving up two more touchdowns you know really kind of put us in a bind a little bit but our kids came back and kept fighting but no i'm just proud of them for fighting all the way through it 
finding a way to win this ball game, and uh, hopefully this gets us on, on a roll right now. You mentioned the atmosphere, just shy of 7,000 there. I mean, it was it was packed to the gills, folks standing around. I mean, it was it was uh, as good of an atmosphere as you're going to find anywhere in the country, I would think, on Saturday night. There's something special about Lewis Field on Saturday night. I know you love day games. I think probably it builds up all day, but, boy, there's something special about that place in a night game. I did love day games until, <laughs> until, you know, now. until, until now, until you see the atmosphere that we do have, and it, it is tremendous. I mean, it really is. Just the, the kids that come and the parents and, you know, all the fans in the student section and, you know, all the alumni that were back as well. I was just glad we were able to get the W for them. But it is a tremendous, tremendous atmosphere. It's loud. It's crazy. Sometimes with our headsets, you can't even hear what's going on, which is, which is cool. You know, except when you can't hear. But, uh, no, I, I enjoy it. Our kids enjoy it. I mean, it just gives us that little extra boost of energy. You know, you can really see that in the second half with our guys, you know, with the energy and, and the way they played in the second half is, was, is what we're looking for, you know, day in and day out. What you tell your guys at halftime? Because, obviously, it was a, a different second half than the first for your guys. Not, I mean, not much. I mean, it was just kind of they got two choices. Either they can quit or, or be men and, and, and let's figure out what type and we're figuring out what type of team you are. Are you a team that's going to quit or a type that's going to step up to the challenge and, and get this thing done? And uh, you know that they stepped up to the challenge. And uh, it's, sometimes you just got to challenge them a little bit and, and get in their heads a little bit and, and see what they're about. And you know, our, our kids showed me what they were about, you know, the second half. Well, I think what was fun, it was, I mean, it was everybody. It wasn't just chance and he played well, but he – all the receivers got into the act defensively once you kind of got things figured out i mean everybody made plays young guys veterans that was i think what's fun it was a total team effort to to come back and if you're going to come back from 21 down at halftime it's going to have to be a team effort usually it was it was across the board i mean you saw tons and tons of guys making plays in that game that you know been waiting on to make plays our special teams were making tons of plays as well you know all of our kickoffs they did really really well in our kickoffs you know in the second half and just the guys flying around you saw a totally different group of guys. I mean, the energy, the excitement, you know, wanting to be out there, wanting to make plays, guys playing physical, things we've been preaching since day one, since I've been here, and it, it finally showed up, you know, that second half. Carney was physical, I thought, throughout. I thought your team, kind of when you started to roll and you got going, maybe the first time this year you've seen that type of physical play that you've really been known for. Yeah, finally. And you, <laughs> and you saw how it changed the whole, the whole game, especially in the second half. I mean, I thought... You know, Carney might have got a little bit tired in that in that second half, and and we kind of warmed down a little bit, and they start thinking a little bit. We start coming back, and then, you know, you start to question yourself a little bit, and, and our guys stayed on the throttle, and 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 they won this ball game. So. Uh, Hats off to our kids. Hats off to our coaches as well for all they did in that game and getting those kids ready. And I thought it was some special teams hits. You got some good stops, some hard hits on special teams that kind of got the momentum and that physicality kind of started there at the special teams. It did. You know, Shane Watson, that one, had a <laughs> tremendous, tremendous hit. And, I mean, it's just things like that. That's what special teams is about. I mean, you're flying down the field, making things happen, running through people. And that's where you see a lot of your most physical plays is on special teams. And, you know, we finally got that out of our guys in the second half. Tigers get the win, 42-35 to 35, to move to 3-2 and two on the year. We'll recap. We'll go over so much to talk about in that game. And then a little bit later on the program, we'll preview Washburn. They've got a really good team once again. Uh, so Tigers head to Topeka for another big one this Saturday afternoon. Tiger Talk brought to you by Golden Bell Bank of Hayes and Ellis. Here to make every story shine brighter. It's the way they do banking, one story at a time. Check them out at Gold. GoldenBeltBank.com. More Tiger Talk after this break here on the Tiger Sports Network, built by Paul Wurtenberger Construction. 
There's an exciting new business coming to downtown Hayes. The Fort will be opening soon. The Fort, located in the former Wild Rose building, will serve food, a wide variety of drinks, and will feature games and entertainment. It will be completely different than anything else in Western Kansas. The Fort is now looking for bartenders and servers to join their team. Call or stop by the Golden Q in Hayes to apply for positions at the Fort. Training will begin at the Q. Apply today and join the team at the Fort in downtown Hayes. Your life is a story, a remarkable tale full of joys and sorrows, successes and failures. At Golden Belt Bank, we have this idea, a belief, really, that the best way to serve you is by getting to know that story, even becoming a small part of it. It's more than deposits and withdrawals. This is banking one story at a time. Golden Belt Bank, one story at a time. Visit us online at goldenbeltbank.com, member FDIC. It's a fact. We use our internet more than ever before, with many of us spending seven hours a day online and houses having more than 10 devices connected. With all that, you need more speed. So it's no wonder that more people choose Nextech. Switch to Nextech internet and get your first three months free. Already a customer? Get a faster speed for your current price. Get more speed, more consistently, for all your devices at nexttech.com. As an athlete, the one thing you dread the most is injuries. They keep you from being the best you can be. That's why for sports injuries, area athletes rely on the Sports Injury Walk-In Clinic at Hayes Orthopedic Institute. The trained professionals in sports medicine get you diagnosed and on the road to recovery as quickly as possible. Open Monday and Thursday mornings, 8 to 9. The Sports Injury Walk-In Clinic at the Hayes Orthopedic Institute will help you be your best. The Sports Injury Walk-In Clinic at Hayes Med, part of the University of Kansas Health System. Three receivers, including the tight end, but key to the right, two to the left. There's the snap. Fuller rolls right. He throws it late to the end zone. Caught by Butkey. Touchdown! Fort Hayes State. Hunter Butkey got open at the three and takes it into the end zone. That is Butkey's second touchdown of the year. And Fort Hayes State has their first points, scoring on their first drive here in the third quarter. Yeah, seven-play, 81-yard drive to get the Tigers on the board out of the locker room in the third quarter. They would score 42 in the half and rally from a 21-0 halftime deficit, knock off Nebraska Kearney, 42-35 on the homecoming game on Friday night, Saturday night. Welcome back. We're live at the Golden Q. Certainly glad to have you with us here on this Monday. Come on by. They've got, of course, their Monday food specials. They've got a new burger of the month, but daily drink and food specials, so stop on by. Two blocks east of campus, the Golden Q. If the game's on, they're open. Um, obviously a big score. You got the ball, and, and boy, Butke almost got a touchdown right before halftime. You hope that wouldn't come back and, uh, you know, be a factor in the game. And I know that's pretty much all we did at halftime was watch different <laughs> angles as many as we could and, and replays. That was about as close as you could get. Unfortunately, they ruled it uh, just shy of the goal line, but that could have been a big play, but a heck of an effort right before the end of the first half to move down the field and, and nearly score a touchdown. It was a great job by our guys. I mean, I think that's when our, kind of our momentum started on offense was, was right there in that series. And, uh, you know, Bucky's starting to turn into a weapon for us, and, he, you know, he's blocking well, you know, in the run game too. And I mean, there's just a lot of different things you can do with him. You spread him out, keep him tight as a tight end, and, and, and there's just so, he's just a weapon that you can use all over the field and is Blocking has improved so much, you know, from years past. And uh, I'm proud of the kid and the way he's working. But I thought he was in, and I think a lot of people thought he was in too, but we got to go with their call, and they called him short, so that's what it is. 
any momentum to get replay in, in Division Two? I know, like, for basketball, there – you could go and have reviews and, and could go to the monitor for, for different plays, but football doesn't. Is there any, any talk, any, any momentum for that to happen at this level? No, I think there needs to be if there hasn't yeah. been. It just What adds to it is you just have to have more film, you know, more filmers and cameras set up than, than what we have now. I think we just have one up in the box and we have two on the sidelines, and you're going to probably need a lot more than that to, to, to figure this out. So I hope so eventually. I mean, everyone has it but us, and sometimes it can – can cost you games. There's a, a number of calls, you know, in any game that can go either way. And, uh, you know, if we can start looking at some of those, hopefully those will be to our advantage and not to our disadvantage. Well, Tigers don't get the call, but I'd imagine, obviously, scoring out of the locker room had to be a priority, knowing you're going to get the ball to, to have any chance for the comeback, and you guys did just that. Yeah, and we did. You know, our guys came out on fire. Um, for some, I don't know what it was, they just they, they really rallied around each other. And I think you really saw them come together, you know, as a team. You know, right there at that point and in that moment, um, it was, it was a team effort to win this ball game, and I think that's the closest I've seen our guys all year long. And uh, you know, they they got it done, and I'm proud of them. And they just we like, we still have to give better. So we're going to focus on the first half this week, <laughs> and uh, hopefully carry the second half over like we did this this last week. What changed defensively? Um, you got the three and out to start the game, and that was I mean, obviously you got a big tackle for loss from from White Seidel there on third down, forced them the punt. But boy, after that, I mean, they were. And, and you knew that going in. I mean, T.J. Davis is, is a special quarterback. He's tough to defend, throwing the ball much better. Um, what switch? Because they were kind of having their way up until the middle of the fourth quarter. It's crazy to say this, but, you know, you as fast as he is and as quick as he is, you probably want to get to him as fast as you possibly can. But probably the best thing to do is just kind of be more patient and kind of let him decide on what he's going to do and go make the play. And I think that's what our guys did. They played a little bit more patient. I let him make a decision on what he was going to do, and and able to make the tackles. But he's he's just an elusive young man. I mean, and he's got some speed as well. But I think the kids just settled in a little bit more, a little bit more patient with what they were doing, and they actually took better angles, and you know, the, and they finished the tackle. And uh, and again, played more physical than they did in the first half. I'm going to ask you about tackling because that was obviously going to be key in that game, and and uh, you had mentioned earlier with uh, the year off because of COVID last year, that may be one area that, and not just you, I think teams around the country, but the ability to tackle and tackle properly and tackle well was kind of lost. Do you feel that's coming back? It, it seemed to be, especially in that second half as it moved along. Yeah, it's starting to. You know, we did a little bit of it, you know, but it's still not the same when you don't have, you know, 11 games to actually tackle when we're only, you know, scrimmaging each other and it's not not as intense. And then you only do three scrimmages against other teams and it's still not that, that same thing. But, you know, I think we're starting to get there. We're starting to figure out the angles and, and now we're starting to run our feet a little bit better and, and then, you know, gang tackling well, we're getting people to the ball and the you know, guys are wrapping up and grabbing jerseys. So you do all those things properly, good things happen, and that's what we did in the second half. Well, it was obvious. Offensively, you guys found the groove and they weren't going to stop you. It came down to could you get enough stops to swing the momentum and, and have a chance because it was just, you know, like, you know, trading volleys on, in, in tennis. But the defense finally did. You finally got some stops, and that's when it really got serious after you guys got it to within a, a score. When could you sense on your team and maybe you yourself when we've got a legit chance here to come back and win this football game? I think when we, we scored our second touchdown. You know, the defense went out there and got, got a stop, and, uh, you know, we scored again. And right then there, you could just see the, the faces on our kids. And then even when I clicked over to go to the defensive side, you know, Coach Harris says, all we need to do is just get a stop. If we just get a stop, we're going to find a way to win this ball game." And he didn't even know I was probably on that side. And 
And I said, you're right. And, you know, and that happened, of course. I know. Getting that one stop, you know, getting that extra touchdown to make it 21, you know, to I think it was 21, 20, 35 at that point. And, you know, our kids just really settled in there and, and, and took the game over. And, and really, when I say take the game, they took the game over physically, emotionally, I mean, effort-wise. I mean, we did everything we needed to do to win that game. And, of course, that uh, score that made it 35-21 to 21, set up by a great kickoff return that was almost disaster by, by Adrian Soto. He, he fumbled it but was able to scoop it up. And then I think it was a 47-yard return gave you, gave you great starting field position. It's funny because sometimes those things just make it open up a little bit more. You you hate it because you see the ball on the ground, but sometimes it just those guys see that too and their lanes change and it sets up the blocks a little bit nicer for us. So maybe we do that every time, just drop it, fumble <laughs> a little bit, and then get going. But, no, it did. It, it set up the next, the next score for us and uh, made things happen. Yep, after that, the Lopers went punt, 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 and then the interception ended, so their final four possessions, they did not uh, get a score, and Fort A. State comes back to win it 42-35. to 35. Tiger Talk brought to you by Adams Brown, where they do more than just run numbers and file taxes. They work hard to become strategic allies. Adams Brown, strategic allies and CPAs. We will take another break. More Tiger Talk straight ahead here on the Tiger Sports Network, built by Paul Wurtenberger Construction. There's an exciting new business coming to downtown Hayes. The Fort will be opening soon. The Fort, located in the former Wild Rose building, will serve food, a wide variety of drinks, and will feature games and entertainment. It will be completely different than anything else in western Kansas. The Fort is now looking for bartenders and servers to join their team. Call or stop by the Golden Q in Hayes to apply for positions at the Fort. Training will begin at the Q. Apply today and join the team at the Fort in downtown Hayes. Complete expert service and repair for whatever you drive. That's what you'll find in GNL Tire and Automotive. Over the decades, they've kept up with all the changes, and they always give you a free estimate and answer any questions you might have before any work is done. And of course, tires is in GNL Tires name because they have a complete line of tires for all vehicles, situations, and budgets. GNL Tire and Automotive on the bricks in downtown Hayes. Whether it's beer, wine, or spirits, pick up a winner at either of the two convenient Kaiser Liquor locations in Hayes. Kaiser Liquor and 14 KEYS Hayes. When harvest starts, you need equipment at a dealership you can count on. BTI Equipment is your harvest headquarters with a full line of John Deere equipment, parts inventory, and highly trained service technicians to keep you up and running. Sign up for your no-cost winter service inspection now. Spots are filling up fast. Schedule your service request online anytime. Visit btiequip.com for details. Call on BTI. BTI Equipment, our family, in partnership with your family. Wouldn't it be great if you could sit down with the family, have all of the cooking, cleaning, and dishes done? Well, that's why you go to the taco shop. We'll do it all for you. October specials include chicken bacon ranch quesadilla for $4.79, beef nacho supreme $6.39, and pork soft taco is $2.19. The Taco Shop, 333 West 8th Street. Download the app and order or have them deliver. Come on down to the Taco Shop. You never had it. You never had it so good. Down to the Taco Shop. Now Vashon Waiters is in at quarterback, and Keelan Chapman is in at running back. Play action, and it's going to be a throw to the end zone. It's caught by Bucky! Touchdown! Fort Hayes State! Vashon Waiters acted like he was going to be running, hesitated, and threw a bullet to Bucky 
Tigers have cut it to 35 to 27 with 13-24 to go in the game. Yeah, that was early in the fourth quarter, and then it started to get serious as the Tigers got it to within a touchdown. Welcome back to Tiger Talk. We are at the Golden Q, and we'd love to see you out here on Mondays for the program. Of course, they've got their daily drink and uh, food specials, the grilled cheeseburger on Monday, one of our all-time favorites. So stop on by anytime. The Golden Q, two blocks east of campus. Of course, Monday night football, they'll be here. The Golden Q, if the game's on, they're open. Big score there, got you within seven. We talked about Butkey's big dig game, and you've really been utilizing uh, Vishon Waiters, and, and we, we've talked a lot about him on this program in, in prior shows about what he brings, and, and he really showed that. Well, he's such a strong runner, uh, good with his feet, but he showed he's a pretty darn good passer. That was a heck of a play, kind of hesitated, and then a dart to Hunter for the touchdown. Yeah, he's a tremendous kid. I mean, tremendous athlete, um, straight, strong competitor. Um, what people don't get to see is what we see in practice every single day. You know, he, he's got a strong arm. He's very accurate, you know, in, in his passing game as well. And uh, he's not just a runner. And that's what you probably see most of him right now. But he gives us that opportunity to do to do both when he's in there. You know, Chance is starting to do that, too, you know, for us as well, you know, scrambling around and, and getting some first downs, too. But, you know, I love it, Sean. We call him Bubba. You know, just, just a great kid. <laughs> Uh, works hard, and, you know, he takes advantage of every opportunity that he gets. Yeah, Chance ran, I think, for 38 yards. He had a 20-yard run, which was the longest of his career. If it wasn't for, I think, the 40-yard line, whatever the he tripped on, he would have been a lot further. But it looks like he's looking to run a little bit more and, and just – uh, when, when when nobody's open, making something out of nothing. Yeah, he is. You know, and that's something that you know we've talked about. You know, improving his game with is is when it's there. You know, take it, especially if you can get yards and get first downs. And uh, you know, he's been able to do that. And uh, you know, our lines been protecting him very well and giving those kind of those lanes to run through too. And uh, you know, sometimes he still needs to sit in there and just be a little bit more patient. And, and maybe something comes open, but. You know, for the most part, he's done a good job of, of getting those first downs and, and, and scrambling when he needs to. That kind of lost. He moved up. In fact, jumped past Travion Albert and Dustin McEwen to number four in career passing yards. Now with 6,036, you may recognize some of the names ahead of him. Robert Long, uh, Mike Garrison, and Jacob Mazzara. Those are the uh, three ahead of Chance. So uh, uh, with another season, a uh, season and a half, really, a uh, chance to move up on the all-time passing list. But uh, he played played really well. Another big game from Adrian Soto. Um, he leads the conference 8.4 yards per carry. That's third best in Division Two. Um, leads the league in all-purpose yards, and just really has <laughs> he's got his handprint and fingerprints all over every game. And he just every week. I know we talk about him every week, but every week he just seems to get better, better, and better. And one of the more patient runners I can remember in a long, long time. He is. He's he's doing the things he needs to do. But again, like I tell you every time we talk, it's what he does in practice, and he practices like he plays, and then. You know, in the game time, he amps it up even more. I mean, he's got great speed. He's strong. He can make people miss. Um, he can break through tackles. I mean, the one catch out of the backfield, you know, was a tremendous yeah. catch by him, you know, in this game. And uh, But he's he's turned into the beating that all-around back, you know. And then and Keelan Chapman came in and did a great job as well. And, you know, he's a strong kid, powerful, and uh, it's good to get him back, you know, into our rotation just to give Soto some some rest. But, no, I'm proud of Soto, and I'm proud of those guys and the way they're handling it. And, uh you know, they work together. They, they 
help coach each other, and uh, you know they're there for one another, which is awesome to see. Just going to ask you about getting Keelan back, because I know he's suited up. He traveled with you to Joplin, but you held him out. Uh, anytime you have those high ankle sprains, you just <laughs> you got to make sure they're healed because they can nag. But I think you showed what he can bring and just his physicality and being a strong runner and, and what he lends to this team uh, offensively for you guys. Yeah, he's a strong kid, and you know the things that he's that you don't see, you know, in that game that he did was his blocking. Mm-hmm. You know, he blocked a couple of times where he's you know cutting the guy down or protecting our quarterback or you know get another block for the running back to get more yards. I mean, he did those things as well, and that's sometimes what people don't see are the, the things that aren't quite as cool, you know, in the stands as I've seen the ball carrier, but he does those things that we need to get done to, to make things better, and he does them. I'm proud of him. Carney had only one tackle for loss in this game. Uh, you lead the conference with fewest tackles for loss allowed. That, that's got to help the offense. I mean, you, you – to get at least something on first down, something on second down, you stay with positive yards and not put you behind the sticks, so to speak, when you're trying to get first downs. That has to be a big correlation as to why you're always near the top in first downs every year in the MIAA. It does. If you don't get you know, positive yards, you, you, you get handcuffed, and you're getting to be one-dimensional, and that's something we don't want to do. And uh, you know, We've been able to establish the run game in these last few games, and hopefully we can continue doing that. And uh, you know, That just helps set up our pass game as well with some play action and things like that, and, and then you know, our boot game too. So, uh, you know, I'm just we got to keep doing it, right? And, and, and that's the thing. We, we can't let up where we're at now and just keep continuing to get better and uh, hopefully make things better each week. And, heck, maybe we're getting three or four yards on first down instead of just one or two. Tiger Talk is brought to you by the Taco Shop. Dine-in, carry-out, or fast delivery, 625-7114. Or you can use the handy Taco Shop app, the Taco Shop. You've never had it so good. Four-day state, a big win Saturday night, knocking off the Lopers of Nebraska Kearney. 42-35, to rallying from 21 down in the second half. 21 down with under five minutes to go in the third quarter makes it even more remarkable. Have you ever been a part of a game like that, such a big comeback? You know, high school, it happens, but at the collegiate level, I mean, it's tough, especially against a good team. I mean, it's not like it was one of the bottom feeders. It's the 12th-ranked team in the country. Yeah, no, never have, and that's that's what's so neat about it and, and the way we did it and, you know, against a team that we did it against and, you know, and against a ranked team and, uh, you know, it just shows the fight in our kids and, and, and when they really want to play well and do things that we ask them to do, uh, they're pretty much unstoppable. I mean, that's what I worry about most is just, you know, our kids. You know, if they do the things that the way they're supposed to do them and they do it hard and they do it with great effort and they play physical, um, great things will happen. And you saw that in the second half. We finally played, you know, Tiger football like it normally is. And uh, it showed and, you know, we came back and won it. Seemed like the offensive line, and they've been playing well, but there was a point – I don't know, middle third quarter, they got a little nasty. I mean, they got after it. It just seemed like they took their game to a to another level because uh, the Lopers' offensive line was kind of dictating things, but it kind of changed in that second half. Uh, could you see the difference in there? It just felt like they they kind of drew the line in the sand, so to speak. It said enough is enough. Yeah, and finally, you know, it was stalemate, stalemate, stalemate. Well, now you saw our guys, you know, getting them pushed five yards downfield. And once you do that, it gives your backs even bigger holes to hit and, and more seams to go run through. And uh, you saw that happen. And, uh, you know, it started to wear, you know, Carney down a little bit. You can see their D linemen getting tired and linebackers getting tired. And they started playing a little bit softer. And you start playing a little bit softer. 
no more yards come, and that's what we did. I mean, our old line played really well in that second half. Now, Tigers get the win, 42-35. to 35. We'll talk more about that. Of course, preview the Washburnicomods on Saturday afternoon in Topeka. BTI is your area John Deere dealer. They've got locations in Buckland, Great Bend, Greensburg, Hoxie, Nest City, and Pratt. BTI, our family, in partnership with your family. We've got more Tiger Talk after the break here on the Tiger Sports Network, built by Paul Wurtenberger Construction. There's an exciting new business coming to downtown Hayes. The Fort will be opening soon. The Fort, located in the former Wild Rose building, will serve food, a wide variety of drinks, and will feature games and entertainment. It will be completely different than anything else in western Kansas. The Fort is now looking for bartenders and servers to join their team. Call or stop by the Golden Q in Hayes to apply for positions at the Fort. Training will begin at the Q. Apply today and join the team at the Fort in downtown Hayes. Our clients know Brungard Hauer CPAs in Hayes and Garden City, but do you know Brungard Hauer? Our CPA firm has helped clients for decades, over six of them to be exact. Our people are active in the community and we support local organizations. We not only serve large companies, but also small businesses and individuals of varying income levels too. If you have tax, accounting, or business problems and need solutions, give us a call. Brungard Hauer CPAs. We can help. We do that. Vision, value, integrity. Being a part of a sports team means you are a part of something bigger than yourself. You are a member of a team. What you do on and off the field adds value. When you suit up and give it your all, you walk off that field with a sense of integrity. You see, many of the folks at Commercial Builders were athletes too, and they've built their company around those principles. Commercial Builders, vision, value, and integrity in your construction solutions. Parts, accessories, cleaners, batteries. The know-how guys at Gibbs Auto Supply and Hayes or local Napa Auto Parts stores have it all. Detailing products from cleaners and waxes to brushes and protectants to help keep your vehicle looking new. Batteries for the boat, for the lawn and garden items, and for the ATV. Keeping you running, keeping it clean. From oils and parts to filters and tools. Gibbs Auto Supply, your local Napa Auto Parts stores and Hayes has it. Napa know-how. Third down and six. Lopers from their own 32. There's 3.54 to go. Tigers trying to pull off a monumental comeback tonight against the 12th-ranked Lopers. Three receivers right. Cena the lone setback. Davis to throw. Tigers trying to pressure. Davis now stutters. Looks to run. Breaks a couple of tackles. Keeps the play alive. Now steps up. He's hit. He goes down. The Tigers get him. Sacked by Jamin Preston. And the secondary led nobody and the Tigers get another third down stop. The Lopers will punt with 3.30 and counting to go in the game. That was a big sack. That kind of turned the momentum fully for four-day state. They would go on and score what proved to be the game-winning touchdown. Then it got an interception on the Lopers' last possession. The Tigers go on to win it 42-35. to That was obviously a huge play by Jimon. He had another big game. I think the coolest thing there was you hear the crowd. I mean, before the snap, I mean, it was loud in there. That had to have an effect in the ball game, I would think, and certainly on that play. It kind of gives you chills a little bit and just kind of puts you back in that moment. And, I mean, crowd was tremendous and it does it it it's hard on offense when the crowd's that loud and uh they're great you know when we're on offense when we make a big play they yell during you know when that plays after that play is made but then when they're quiet again when we're back on offense but 
I'll tell you what, the fans and their and their energy during that game it really helped us out, and, and, and it was impressive. And that was a heck of a play by Jimon. You know, we needed something to happen and needed a play made. He was man on the tight end, tight end blocked and blocked and blocked, and then when he came to go get the quarterback, tight end came out of coverage, which makes you nervous as a, <laughs> as a coach, but the quarterback didn't see him, and he got the sack, which was a huge play for us in that game. Yeah, his first career sack, which is a cornerback, you don't expect very many unless you put on a special blitz package or something for that, but that was big, and then and Devin White, the freshman out of Tampa, got the interception lay. I mean, he kind of came out of nowhere. That was a heck of a job, and, and to make the catch and not trap the ball, and obviously once he had that, the game was over. Yeah, well, I mean, and he's just a freshman, and that's that's the cool thing. He's only going to get better as these years go on. Um, he's put on a little bit of weight, but I mean, he is quick. He's fast. He comes out of his break really smooth and, and makes plays. And uh, I'm glad we got him because he's going to be somebody you want to watch in the next few years. I know you told us before the season, and even as it started, keep an eye on him, and he made a big play. We need to ask a few questions we had uh, sent to us during the week uh, for Coach. And, again, you can do that. It's very simple. Go to FHSUathletics.com. Uh, you'll see Fan Zone on all the tabs for the sports and directory and all that. Click on Fan, uh, fan Zone. There'll be a drop-down menu, and then near the bottom of that, you'll see Tiger Talk. Ask the coach. Submit your question, and if we use it on the show, uh, you'll be uh, in the drawing for a chance for a $25 gift certificate from the Golden Q. And uh, we had one earlier this week, and one of them talked about former players. Um, Nathan Shepard watched him play a little bit yesterday with the New York Jets. Shaq Cooper with the BC Lions. Um, Asking him about former All-American kicker Dante Brown, his status with the Edmonton Elks. As far as I know, he's he's still on the team. I'm just just on the practice squad right now, and uh, I don't know. It's kind of the same thing. If he's in the same mode that he was when he was here in practice, he was terrible. But when he got to the game, he wouldn't miss a thing. And and, and you know, I've tried to tell him to change those things. So maybe he's not very good in practice there. But once you get him in the game situation. And that kid doesn't miss. They just need to put him in a game and, and see what he's got. I checked that when I saw the question. He is still on the practice squad. I, they were on earlier this year. I think it was their season opener and uh, was looking for him, and, but, he, but he didn't play, obviously. But he is on the practice squad, so hopefully we'll get to see Dante's name. You'd think being Canadian, which is important because they have to carry a certain amount of Canadian players on their roster, they'd have a good chance, even if it's not with Edmonton, with somebody. We all know how, how good he is. And uh, before we get to the next question uh, your special teams was good but kickoffs i mean i think you saw that uh, as the game progressed got a touchback that area after week one i think a lot of tiger fans were a little nervous about the kicking game and the special teams game every week they've gotten a lot better it seems like and we've really emphasized and we, not that we don't emphasize it in practice but it's really been more of a you know i'm going to the special teams meetings now and i'm sitting in and, and, and doing these things and just trying to make an emphasis of how important it is and being around those guys, you know, during the practice and, and, and you know, help you know helping Coach Dudley out, which he does a tremendous job with our guys. He spends a lot of time, and he's coaching our defensive backs. He does all of our special teams, so he's got a lot on his plate. But, you know, he does a good job of getting everything set up and, you know, getting those guys to play hard. But this week was, you know, I, I thought we played really well against Mo West on special teams, and I thought we really played, you know, pretty well through most of this game on our special teams. Well, those kickoffs, and I think people forget, I mean, you, you think about, field goals and, and obviously Avila Castro's become really good uh, his extra points have been rock solid but getting a good high kick and, and maybe not even a touchback but inside the five we saw Carney kind of do that to you till you finally broke a few um, but just to allow the coverage unit to get down and, and hem you inside the 25 yard line started to see that as that game progressed and, and seeing more and more of that from Janky. Yeah probably Janky he, he's learning he's just a freshman you know he's still learning how to do this and you know you saw um, 
Carney do it to us. I mean, the high kick, you know, to the to the goal line on the one yard line, that really gives that def- that that cover team a chance to get downfield and, and, and pin you deep. And uh, we started doing that towards the end. Had the one kick out of bounds, but you know those things happen every once in a while. But you know he started to figure it out. He started to get those deep kicks, and you know he can put it out of the end zone when he needs to. Do you have a rule on when you call fair catch on a kickoff? Because if you do, you get the twenty five. Is it a feel thing for your guys? How do you guys go about that? More of a feel, you know. I really. You see a lot of teams just fair catch and take the ball in 25. I, I want, I mean, I feel with the guys that we have back there, and you know some of our guys, we have a chance to, to break one. So, I mean, why not give those guys the opportunity to do it? Sometimes it costs us a little bit, but, you know, I feel like with our offense and the things that we can do, you know, we can get ourselves out of some situations and even end up scoring. Well, when you have Adrian Soto back there, it's hard to tell him to fair catch it because he was, and we saw it. He finally broke one. And then and Schreber and Alex, had a, he's been doing a good job of returning, but he had a really good game receiving his best. I know you've been excited about him, but he's another one that's kind of emerged and uh, gave you some big-time plays in that fourth quarter. He is, he's just a smart football player, runs good routes, and understands where he needs to be. And perfect example is on that one punt you know, return. You know, hits the guy in the back. Most guys just kind of get yes. away from it. and. You know, at that point, he can pick it up and run. Even if he fumbles, we still get it to the point where it was touched. So just a smart kid, smart football player, and, and knows the game very well, and uh, that was huge for us. Did a great job and had a big game, his best receiving game for four-day state this year. Uh, the other question we had in this week, um, kind of an interesting one, but with other schools in the MIAA getting or having newer football facilities, do you think that you lose any recruits to those schools? And as four-day state looked at upgrading the current Lewis Field location or possibly building a new stadium at a different location? Uh, and do you think this would improve on, on recruiting? That's a very interesting question. Yeah, I mean, I, I sometimes, I don't want to say this the wrong way because, I mean, I, I think <laughs> I we do have tremendous facilities. I mean, I, I love our indoor. I love our weight room. I mean, I think those things are, are phenomenal. Um, I love the atmosphere at, at Lewis Field, but, you know, I do think, you know, our locker room you know, needs to be upgraded. Um, I feel like our training room, you know, needs to be upgraded and, and, and things like that. But those things take time and they, they take money, you know, to get those. And uh, we just need some people to help step up and, and fund those for us because, I mean, it's – but, yeah, we do need something. I mean, because right now we have, you know, 127 players on our field. we got 90 lockers, you know, so we had to take all the freshmen and put them over in the visitor locker room. And then, you know, on game day or, or even Thursday after practice, they got to pick up all their stuff and bring it over because the high schools play on Friday night. And then Saturday we have the, you know, the, the team coming you know, to, to Lewis Field and, uh, you know, being in that locker room. So it's it's just kind of a hassle. And those kids don't get the camaraderie with the older guys, you know, during during the regular season and just being in the locker room around those guys and just kind of seeing how things are. And then, you know, meeting spaces when I first got here were, were fine, but now we're jam-packed in there when you got – you know, twenty something old linemen in a in a in a small room when they're on kind of on top of each other. It's hard to get really anything accomplished. But you know, time will come. I know we're in the process of of getting you know something done. You know, attaching it to the indoor um, with new meeting rooms, um, new locker rooms, and uh, you know different things like a t- big team meeting room, which we need as well. But it just takes time and and and, and takes money. So hopefully, we get some donors to step up and help us to get that done but the drawings are kind of done now we're just kind of putting all the final pieces together to hopefully get it finished well i think once that happens you'll see a trickle down effect and there'll be some improvements to the underside of the the west side i, I agree with you lewis field a great atmosphere great environment but it is an old facility and with anything like that you got to do a little tender loving care and i think uh, uh, there'll be some some upgrades in the future but obviously as you said take some some funding to get it all done tiger talk is brought to you by the hayes orthopedic institute expertise technology and compassion all right here the hayes orthopedic institute the official team physicians 
for Fort Hay State Athletics. Also, Bry, GNL Tire and Automotive, where they have tires for all driving conditions and budgets, along with complete automotive service and repair. GNL Tire, they're just east of 8th and Main on the bricks in downtown Hayes. We'll take our final break. We'll come back and preview the Ichabods. Washburn next up for the Tigers. Another rivalry game this Saturday. We'll talk about it after this time out here on the Tiger Sports Network, built by Paul Wurtenberger Construction. There's an exciting new business coming to downtown Hayes. The Fort will be opening soon. The Fort, located in the former Wild Rose building, will serve food, a wide variety of drinks, and will feature games and entertainment. It will be completely different than anything else in western Kansas. The Fort is now looking for bartenders and servers to join their team. Call or stop by the Golden Q in Hayes to apply for positions at the Fort. Training will begin at the Q. Apply today and join the team at the Fort in downtown Hayes. The most dependable and respected plumbing and mechanical systems provider in our area for 75 years, the Glassman Corporation. They have a long history of large projects and resolving building problems. They're the experts for commercial and residential heating, AC, plumbing, and geothermal systems, and they specialize in applied chillers and boilers of all types. Glassman has techs on the road all over the region every day. Call Glassman Corporation, 1-800-662-4318. That's 1-800-662-4318 and at glassmancorp.com. If you take electric or natural gas service from Midwest Energy, you're a co-op member. Midwest Energy is holding its annual meeting of members on Monday, October 18th at 10 a.m. at Fort Hay State University's Robbins Center. Join us for a short meeting and maybe win one of several great door prizes. Again, that's the Midwest Energy annual meeting, Monday, October 18th, 10 a.m. at the Fort Hay State Robbins Center. Midwest Energy a customer-owned cooperative making energy work for you. Their roots run deep in Kansas, and the secret to success, that little bit of something extra. At Adams Brown, they believe that business should be simplified. They ease your burdens rather than add to them. They aren't just your CPAs. They're an extended team just for you, a team that will work and grow together with you. That something extra is service that gets your attention, exceeding expectations. Certified public accountants at Adams Brown, going above and beyond for you online at adamsbrowncpa.com there's a handoff to chapman he gets hit keeps his feet rolling he is in touchdown Fort a state keelan chapman's second one yard touchdown run and Fort a state has come all the way back from 21 to nothing down they lead the lopers 41 35 with a minute seven to go in the game Forte State has scored on six straight possessions. Yeah, 28 unanswered to close it. Kind of turned the tables on the Lopers, who had won their previous two with touchdown drives in the final minute. Tigers got one in the final two minutes, and they get the win 42-35. And, but it was fun. It was great. Uh, everybody feeling good. Got to flush it quickly, erase it, and get ready for a very good Washburn team. They nearly did what you did. They were down, I think, 35-10 to 10 in their turnpike tussle game at Emporia and ended up losing 35-30, to 30, but uh, they've been really, really good this year. They were one of the victims to Carney on the last second drive, uh, last-minute drive, but uh, really good football team. Another huge Saturday game for you guys in Topeka. It is, and you watch the games that they've lost. It was the, the turnovers. As well, you know, against Carney, they turned the ball over inside the five-yard line and, you know, and another time in the game. And then Emporia, I think they had three or four turnovers as well that that, that cost them in that game. But they are a good football team. Um, got a great quarterback and Coach Shurik's son, Mitchell. And uh, he's smart, 
sees his things and he knows exactly what's going on. Got great running backs, great receivers, O line strong and big up front, and then defensively, you know, they got D line that that they're I mean they're not as big, but they can move and, and, and slant and twist and do all the things and they got linebackers that run well and secondary that runs well as well. So it's gonna be a tough battle. They're a good football team and they're three three and two for a reason. It could probably very easily be, you know, five and zero right now as well. So uh and we just got to get, get ourselves ready this week, prepare, and, and hopefully win this ballgame. Two of the last three you've played there have gone to overtime. You lost one of them, I think, in 16. Uh, you won uh, two years ago in, in 19. Or it's 14 was when you, you lost in, in, in overtime. And, and then you won it uh, the last time you played there. But, boy, for whatever reason, they're close. And it just doesn't. And probably a lot of it goes to the opponent, but this doesn't always feel your, your guys play well. This seems like it's, you're always kind of out of sync for whatever reason. You have to really uh, challenge to fight that to here on Saturday. Yeah, we are. We just, for some reason, just like when we go to Mo West, we do not play very well. When we go to Washburn, we don't play very well. So hopefully we can break that this week. And, you know, this last half of this last game has really got us rolling and going in the right direction, and we just keep moving forward. Well, and you look, five of the last six between these two, six points or less. You had one, you kind of had a pretty lopsided win in Hayes, but, um, and it's that way against a lot of teams, but you know it's going to be a nail-biter, and when that is the case, turnovers, key plays, and key situations. And we kind of talked a little bit before the Carney game, when you have an opportunity to make a key play, you have to. Your guys did that. That's going to be paramount again on Saturday, I would suspect. It's going to be huge. You know, we can't turn the ball over, you know, offensively and defensively. We've got to create some turnovers, and, you know, we've got to be great on special teams, and we can't give up big plays on defense, and we've got to get some big plays on offense, even though they're not going to give you very many. You know, we've got to learn to be patient, not force things, and, you know, get our run game going. If we can do that thing, I think we'd have a pretty good day. And you look at the MIAA right now, um, uh, Northwest wins. They're still undefeated. Uh, Pitt got to uh, hold on for a four-point win at Southern. They're four and one. The battle for the for the top, the top half, the top two, whatever it's going to be. I mean, it's a it's crazy this year. So every game extremely important. And obviously, when you have two top-tier teams like you and Washburn, it's even bigger. Yeah, it's impo- it's important. You know, all these games are important now. And, and you know, we're, our goal is to get into the playoffs. And uh, you know, and now Northwest needs to beat Carney and. Know all those things, but you know if we do what we're supposed to, and Northwest beats Carney, you know we got a good chance to get the playoffs. So we got to win out, but we got to win this one first. All right. Well, as always, have a great week of practice. We will see you in Topeka on Saturday afternoon. Yes, sir. Thanks, Gerard. That is head coach Chris Brown of the Four Day State Tigers. Tigers in Topeka taking on Washburn. It's a one o'clock kick. We'll be on the air with the Auto World pregame show at noon. We've got Tiger Volleyball tomorrow right here on KAYS. Tigers and the Lopers of Nebraska Kearney. 545 are pregame for the 6 o'clock match and then of course we'll be back here next Monday with Tiger Talk which is brought to you by Golden Belt Bank of Hayes and Ellis. Adams Brown, the Taco Shop, BTI, Hayes Orthopedic Institute, GNL Tire and Automotive and the Golden Q. So long everyone.